We are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording Monday, August 14th. Uh, and we have, is it an announcement at this point? I guess our, we are now soft with. launch. Yeah, soft launch. We're, We're now hard with launch. DLNS We just didn't tell anybody. We didn't <laughs> yeah. hint at it, nothing. We just, we once, just well, we, once we did kind it. of hint at it. Yeah, well, we are now with the CLNS Media Podcast Network. Uh, I'm, if you're in the Boston area, New England area, you probably know CLNS. Uh, they have plenty of great podcasts. Obviously, there's the Garden Report, which is their post game show. They have First to the Floor. They have uh, Cedric Maxwell's podcast. They, they have a bunch of podcasts. Winning plays. You can go over there. You can see a ton of podcasts. We are now a part of that network. Um, so if you are listening to this on the CLNS channel, know that the videos on CLNS usually go up a day after we post the podcast. So for example, we, we post our podcast is for any new listeners. We post our podcast uh, on our channel, Sunday, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. You'll probably see them on CLNS a day or two later. Uh, so Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or maybe again, day or two later. So we are now with CLNS and for longtime listener, Joey Spatulas, who I'm actually rocking the, uh, the ironclad injury shirt today. Um, just cause I happen to be wearing it. Um, Sam's one tease of it was what's the big news? And I remember uh, Joey Spatchel's in the comments going, what is the news, brother? Yeah, what, <laughs> what is the news? news? Uh, this is the news. We are with CLNS Media. And so I expect uh, the content to be here and there moving forward. Nothing is changing. If you watch on How About Them Celtics, nothing is changing there. Pods are still going up on Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. Uh, and those little videos we do on every other day, those are staying exclusive to the How About Them Celtics channel. So again, if you're listening on CLNS or Celtics All Access on CLNS uh, and you like us, subscribe to How About Them Celtics. We'd appreciate it, shit. Appreciate it very much. And you can get some extra content there as well because uh, we're doing daily uploads on the How About Them Celtics YouTube channel. So uh, love us a subscribe button. And if you don't like us, then you don't have to, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, um Excited to get started with CLNS. We're, for now, just doing the re-uploads like Jack said. Maybe in the future we'll do something. But uh, the one guy was all pissed today. He said, we're better than that. Yeah, somebody was not happy that he saw a re-upload. But you know, that probably means you saw it on our channel already. So thank you, listener, who watched it on our channel first. But uh, yeah, if you want to get our podcast when they first drop, again, subscribe to How About Them Celtics on YouTube. And they'll be on all the CLNS channels a day later. Uh, but thank you to the guys at CLNS. Shout out uh, John yes. and all those guys for bringing us on board. We appreciate it, and we're excited uh, to be a part of the team. I guess it's team, whatever you want to call it. But uh, yeah, anyways, we do have plenty of Celtics stuff to talk about today, so let's dive right into it. Um, we're going to start with some actual Celtics news. The Celtics have signed a player. Um, according kind to, of. I believe, sh- sh- well, kind of. They signed him to a type of contract. Um, it was Shams who tweeted this out, right? Or was it Woj? I forget which one. I don't uh, remember. Reported this news. <clears throat> one of them. Throughout, the Celtics have signed DJ Stewart to a training camp contract. He's going to compete for a two-way spot, of which the Celtics have one left. Uh, Stewart is a 21-year-old, six-foot-one point guard who played two seasons with the Stockton Kings for the past two years. This past year, he averaged 12 points, almost three rebounds, four assists, shot 46% from the field, and almost 41% from deep uh, on 3.9 three-point attempts per game. Now, this is something we talked about, maybe bringing in another point guard because of the shakiness with Brogdon and Pritchard's future, as well as the fact that J.D. Davidson didn't exactly look great in summer league, but DJ Stewart getting a chance to compete for a contract is fine. He's a bit undersized for maybe what you want to see, but he's had his two solid seasons with the Stockton Kings, so... It, it, at least the Celtics are filling out the training camp roster. Yep. I'm sure we'll get 
a couple more of these at the very least, right? Do you know how many guys they're supposed to have added to the training camp roster by the time it comes? They around? can have up to twenty players on the roster, okay. I believe, or maybe it's it's around eighteen to twenty. I think is the max, and they currently have thirteen on the roster, right? Plus the two way guys, and so they have a little bit of wiggle room to work with here. They can probably sign a few more guys to training camp deals. Okay, well, not the worst place to start. The numbers are good. The shooting percentages are really the eye catcher. Plus or above 40% from three is always good, especially with the Celtics where they're trying to build out their roster with shooters because Missoula loves threes more than anything. So bringing in somebody that can shoot the three makes a ton of sense. Um, Will he ever actually play for the Celtics? We don't know. Up in the air. Definitely up in the air. But uh, based on his resume – and the way he played in the G League, it makes sense why the Celtics wanted to take a chance on him. Like we said, like maybe bring in another guy who can play, make a little bit, defend. I don't know much about his defense because I haven't, I'm not familiar with his game, as Shaq said. Uh, but looking at his real GM page, he played for Duke, his pre draft team. So maybe there's a Tatum connection there in terms of just the Duke Brotherhood, whatever. Uh, played two games for the Stockton Kings, like I said, <clears throat> played well this past year. Uh, and in his rookie season in the G League with the Stockton Kings, um, he didn't shoot the ball well, so he did take an up uh, step up in terms of his three-point shot, which is good. Also shot the well ball fairly well in the summer league this past year. Excuse me, played for the 76ers summer league team. He averaged 16 in Vegas, five games in Vegas, averaged 16 points, uh, 2.8 rebounds, 2.8 assists, shot 54% from the field and 47% from three. So pretty clear why the Celtics wanted to take a look at him. He had a great summer league. Uh, and uh, yeah, just, just a nice signing. I did think at first he was somebody else. There's also a guy who was in the same draft class as DJ Stewart uh, named DJ Stewart. And so oh. I wasn't sure. <laughs> I wasn't sure who was at first, but the joke I was going to make was DJ Stewart <clears throat> was a member of the Heat's team, uh, Sioux Falls Sky Force. So I was going to say, oh, they just swapped Justin Champagny for DJ Stewart. But the Celtics signed DJ Stewart, uh, not DJ Stewart. So signing somebody from the Kings G League team instead of the Heat, which make of that what you want. But so well, Celtics getting Stewart. Had they signed the other guy, it would have been like, why didn't the Heat have interest in him? Because they That's find every last do. drop of talent. So <laughs> that was the I guess this is with. a move with more upside. The, Hopefully. Yeah. Potential's a bit more untapped, I guess. Can't wait to <laughs> never talk about this guy again. Yeah, there's your news, though. DJ Welcome Stewart. to August. Of course. Uh, speaking of August, James Harden made sure we did have stuff to talk about yes. in August. He is uh, making making waves. He's doing something. So report originally came out. I think this was Saturday that the Sixers were like, yeah, we don't want to. We're not trading James Harden. We're, we're keeping him. We're going to bring him to training camp, whatever. Then Sam Amick and some other people, uh, Sam Amick of the Athletics saying James Harden still doesn't want to be there, like, of course. And would, I, I could have told you that, right? Anybody could have told you that he doesn't want to be there anymore. Then today, James Harden at a camp in China, I believe, right? Is that where he was yes. when he gave the speech? Uh, yep, said twice over. Let me just find the actual quote because it'll take me two seconds because okay. it is everywhere on Twitter. And I know he said sure the is. same thing twice. Um, this is all people are talking about today and probably because it's August. James Harden. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. Let me say that again. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. Now, you may ask, Jack, Sam, why is this in the Celtics section? Well, this is pretty large implications for the Celtics, considering the Sixers are one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. Um, <clears throat> doesn't seem like James Harden wants to be in Philadelphia 
And if that's the case, Philadelphia might not be that good next year. I mean, they have Joel Embiid, so they will be a playoff team. This isn't saying they're going to fall to like the top pick in the lottery, but without James Harden, as much as you want to joke around, oh, James Harden's not a player performance. He's still an all-star caliber player who averaged damn near 21 and 10 last year. I don't know the exact stats, but like he is the second best player on one of the best three teams in the Eastern Conference last year, and he doesn't want to be there anymore. And they're probably not going to get a great return based on what we're seeing in the media. So that has big implications for the Celtics in terms of the Eastern Conference standings, uh, as well as like, if you're the Celtics, can you pry pieces away from the Sixers? Like, what are the Sixers going to do? Because if they blow it up, there are pieces Celtics could maybe target in trades. Obviously, Joel Embiid is like the dream target if you could grab somebody. But like, do they want to keep DeAnthony Melton? Would you grab DeAnthony Melton as a guard? Would you bring in, you know, player X off the bench? Would you, like, there's a lot of ways this could impact the Celtics because they have two open roster spots. And from the perspective of the Sixers are a division rival and a conference rival who the Celtics compete with directly. Um, and if they lose James Harden, they're going to be worse. And even if they don't and they want to bring him back, it's probably not going to end up well for them. Yeah, of course. With the Celtics, this has always been an interesting thing because Harden has been linked to the Celtics plenty times, plenty of times. Back in early 2021, late 2020, when he was pretending to be fat in Houston, there was that rumor that Danny Ainge might be in on this trade and they did have negotiations with Houston to go get Harden. The piece that they refused to include was Jalen Brown. Here we are three years later. James Harden is now forcing his way off his third team in three seasons. And Jalen Brown just signed a Supermax to stick around and has really been successful overall as a Celtic in that time period. So Boston definitely made the right choice not going to get Harden. Harden's play style doesn't really favor winning team basketball, at least in Boston it doesn't, with the ball dominance and all of that. His play not translating to the playoffs is another thing that really would hurt would have hurt the Celtics had they went after Harden, right? So just something I point out anytime I write about this. Game six, game seven against the Celtics this season, no show. 16 points a game six, even less in game seven. Five turnovers in each game. Straight up gave up in game seven. He didn't want to be there. Mind you, they wouldn't have got that far if it wasn't for James Harden, who won them game one single-handedly and also He's hit the really game-winning good. shot in game four. Yeah. Two games that, again, the Celtics could have very well swept that series. It was one thing we talked about at the time. People were pissed about it, but it's true. They were two defensive stops away from a sweep, and James Harden was the guy that prevented the stop, I guess. So there are positives that come with James Harden, just not if you're a Celtics team. It doesn't make any sense to get in on this from a Celtics standpoint, no, not for Harden. picking off the other pieces is interesting though. Someone like DeAnthony Melton would be very interesting. I think he's a good role player. He proved to be an irritant in the playoffs against the Celtics. He was a pain in the ass. He had some really good moments. Embiid has always been a guy that we've discussed <laughs> yeah. as a potential Celtic. Yeah. I he would it, be but... a really, really great personality to be here. The fans would really like him. I don't know if they go after him, especially after the Brown extension. It doesn't yeah. make sense. They can't trade Brown for another season. And if they were to land Embiid, that would be the avenue they would have to take pretty much almost certainly. Yeah. You're not and I also don't know how willing Philly's going to be to trade with Boston. That That's no. an underrated piece of this. I agree. They probably wouldn't. But like you said, picking off the pieces, 
you you could sit here and make an argument for oh just get James Harden because his value is low. Like realistically, could the Celtics beat a package that the Clippers offer? Probably, but yes. would you give up Brogdon and Robert Williams for James Harden? I wouldn't personally, not for one year of James Harden. And even if you get him past this year, he's probably like going to be on the decline and want a lot of money. So that's enough for me. But like you said, I think uh, D'Anthony Melton is a very intriguing piece. The Celtics have plenty of guards already, but if you can flip. Peyton Pritchard and another salary for D'Anthony Melton. That's an immediate upgrade in that. He's not the same level as Marcus Smart, but he can probably bring that same defensive intensity. He was a great defensive player for Philly last year. He second, excuse me, had the hiccup second in league in steals, I believe, behind OG Ananobi. So <clears throat> there's something there. Another guy the Celtics showed interest in, Patrick Beverly, signed with that team. And if that yeah. blows up and goes, in the, I, I hate, realistically, if Patrick Beverly doesn't want to be on a Philly team that's in limbo next year, you know, in or at the very least, the Sixers are like, let's get something for him. Like, you could trade a second round pick and grab him for a minimum, right? And Philly might take it if they are seriously in a <clears throat> up and down spot. Um, PJ Tucker is another guy. I know you don't like the idea of PJ Tucker. I wouldn't mind the idea of PJ Tucker if you can get him for the right price. <clears throat> what that price is, that's where the question marks come in. Uh, Paul Reed, maybe if you really want to get into like the backup center game, but. It's just going to be interesting to see the pathway Philadelphia takes, right? Because from the Celtics perspective, they're going from, yeah, the Sixers are going to be one of the top three, top four teams in the East to what what's happening in Philly. Like, what, what are we doing? And it's, realistically, it's... yeah, realistically, what's the best they get back for James Harden, Sam? Like, who wants to trade for James Harden right now? There's That's what I'm saying. Market. We talked about this beforehand. The Clippers, we Norm Powell, cool. No other team is going to want this guy. You're just seeing him force himself out of three straight teams he's been on. Houston pretended to be fat. Brooklyn pretended to be fat slash hurt and eventually got off the team in the Simmons deal. Now Philly, he's publicly coming out, slamming the GM for whatever reason. And I know you have a theory on this, whether you want to talk about it now or later. And then being like, yeah, I'm not going to play there anymore. I'm not going to training camp. Well, also, maybe don't opt in. How about that? If you didn't want to play on the Sixers, you had a free out to not play on the Sixers. He has no leverage in this situation. I think the NBA should come in and step in and be like, hey, listen, you're not getting paid for the season. Now, if this continues, listen, I agree that the situation is whack, but I also wonder how much of this is the Sixers being scummy, right? And you, you can blame James Harden. You're under contract, you play. But at the same time, let's not. Well, he sit decided here and... to be under contract. That is the. Kicker. I know. Listen, 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 listen. Yes, right, and I acknowledge that. But let me make this point. We can agree that this situation is whack, and also agree that as much tampering's not allowed. Right, tampering happens. Literally every single team in the NBA tampers. Every everybody, literally every yeah, single player, every single team, it happens. Last season. We saw James Harden take a pay cut. So the 76ers could sign PJ Tucker. They could sign Daniel House. They could like bring in all these pieces to help them compete. Right. And presumably he bring did in that. These guys. <clears throat> exactly. Daryl Morey's guys, too. We, he, they did that presumably with a little wink, wink, handshake agreement off to the side. You'll get a max extension next summer, James Harden. Right. Probably. It, it, you have to assume. Right. That's probably what happened. Or you at least will take care of you next summer. Right. Because otherwise, James Harden has no reason. To not do that at his age and and with whatever's going on. You, you take the money. Maybe he wants to win. Whatever. Right? And then comes to this summer. 
maybe they're like, no, psych, we're going back on that. Which you can say too bad for Harden, you shouldn't have done it. But that that's also just kind of scummy, right? That's kind of a shitty thing to do to your star player. And as much as you want to dislike James Harden, like if if they somebody did that to, I'm trying to think, Giannis, right? Let's say the Bucks did that to Giannis. Giannis takes a pay cut, and they said psych. Everyone would be mad at the Bucks, not Harden. But because Harden has a history, it's easy to blame him. And I'm not saying he's void of blame, right? But like that's just a scummy thing. And on top of that, the beginning of this summer was Harden opting in under the presumption that the the Sixers, excuse me, Sixers were going to trade him. Like in our minds, it is Harden opted in and requested a trade and doing that. How do we know this wasn't? Him opting in and Philly saying, fine, yeah, we'll trade you. And then they didn't anticipate the market being this bad. And so they're saying, actually, psych. And at that point, it's like Harden's like, well, I opted in so you could do that or else I would have opted out, right? Like, it, it's as much as the focus is going to be on screw James Harden, I also don't think Philly has been the the best, you know, team organization handling their star player in this. And it, it's... I'm not like trying to defend James Harden. I'm also just saying I don't think either side is handling this particularly well. So I can see why James Harden's upset. I also see why it like, dude, you have a history of this. Like, of course you're gonna be to blame. Like, but I, I don't know that Philly is handling this well. And I've seen people talk about both sides on Twitter. I saw Bobby Manning put out a tweet of like, so Harden opts in under the assumption that Philly is going to trade him, presumably, because that was what was communicated. And now they double back on that. Like I'd be mad too. And I mean, that's probably why Daryl Morey is being publicly called a liar in a video that I saw a lot of Twitter people like speculate. Is this AI saying this? Uh, is this an AI uh, version of Harden? But I don't know. Uh, it's just it's just weird. It's just weird for both sides. I, I don't think Philly has probably lived up to some of the promises they made to Harden behind the scene. But in their eyes, they said, whoa, but if we ever said that, it would be tampering. So we would never say that. So it's just it's just reeks of bad business all around i don't know i don't feel bad i think harden's been a scumbag to two franchises in the past he's kind of doing it to a third this one seems to have the most like who which side is wrong to it yeah like there's actually like a debate to it but okay you don't want to play in the sixers maybe don't opt in i understand That's there's a I'm money saying. aspect a financial no, no. aspect to it where Okay, if he opts in, he's guaranteed, what is it, $33 million this year? What I'm, yes, but what I'm saying is our presumption is that Harden in his head was like, I want the money, but also to be on a new team. Let me opt in and request a trade. What if it was Harden sitting down with the Sixers and saying, listen, I don't necessarily want to be here? And, and, it's hard to make this assumption based on the way he's handled himself in the past, but I'm just saying it's not impossible. All right. Cause I saw, I saw, I I saw, I I get it. That's fine. I saw Bobby speculate on Twitter. It's like, what if Harden sat down with Daryl Morey saying, I don't want to be here. I can opt in and you can trade me or I can just opt out and leave. And Daryl yeah. Morey was like, no, we'll find a trade so we can get something back. And then he's like, actually, we didn't find anything good. And at that point, like, yeah, Harden's mad, right? This should have been. All right. If that's the case, then they both should have been smarter about it. More yeah. specifically, Harden and said, OK, you have till whatever the deadline to opt in is to find a trade. Sure. Yeah, sure. And then if not, then it's not happening. Because you do control that. That's essentially what happened with Porzingis this summer and why the Celtics had to rush to get it done was because there was a deadline for him to opt into his deal for next year so the trade could actually happen. If Philly had any trades in place for Harden, they could have done that. They clearly didn't. And the perspective that we get is Harden is just looking to get a payday and doesn't want to be on the Sixers anymore. There's not a lot of good money out there from competitive teams because they've already spent it this summer. 
So he's like, trade me to where I want to go play. Also possible. No, it's also possible. I'm so just I saying, don't feel bad. I, I just don't. I, I know don't, you don't, I don't like, like Harden. I, I think he I know, just goes yeah. about this stuff the wrong way. It's a weird move. I I get maybe they said they're going to sign him to a max extension, but would you after what you saw this season? Like, did he have good averages? Yes, he did. He was also injured for a considerable amount of time. He kind of no showed in the playoffs. He was here and then he wasn't. It was a disappearing act. Was he their best player in the games. playoffs? No, seriously though, was he their best? I'm player trying in the to think. I think he was at times. I think yes, he was. but also at times, absolutely not. He wasn't but, consistent it, enough. But Embiid wasn't there at all. Like Embiid barely, hurt. maybe one game. Still, I guess maybe it was Tobias Harris. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I, if you say, yeah, take this pay cut and then we'll give you max extension, and then you don't, it's just bad business. You're just that's scum. Or d- don't promise it in the first place. Then, like, say you can take a pay cut if you want, but we're not promising anything. Well, we don't know what uh, was said. We don't. exactly. Exactly. If it was said, sure, I guess. But also, as a player, you have to understand that's subjective. Maybe he feels like he earned it. If you're Philly, I don't know. I guess you can connect this to Jalen Brown, right? You could be like, well, Jalen Brown doesn't deserve the contract extension because he was bad against Miami. That is an argument that many people stand by. The two of us, we don't believe that. We're like, he had an all-NBA level season. He was great in the first two rounds of the playoffs and so on. So, of course, he deserves the extension. The team has had extended success while he's been a part of it. Can you say the same about Harden? Philly got bounced in the second round last year. He was also kind of hurt last year, getting back up to speed after not playing with the Nets. This year, kind of gets hurt again, comes back. He's okay. Has a couple good games against the Celtics. They lose in the second round. I saw somebody on Reddit ask if it's more of his fault or Embiid's, why the team doesn't succeed in the playoffs. But Philly hasn't made it past the second round since, what, 2001? Yeah, not great. So it's just a weird situation. Uh, and again, implications for the Celtics considering they're in the same division in conference. So uh from as, as much as we can sit here and blame hard and blame the Sixers, call it a mess, probably pretty good for the Celtics in terms yes. of the Eastern Conference standings. Very good. Because no it complaints. feels like the next thing you have it on here is the hat for Embiid to get out of there. Yeah, that's he probably what's next. Went out at that public film festival. And said, hey, if I win a championship, whether it's in Philadelphia or somewhere else, it's going to be great, essentially. Mm-hmm. So he already has put it out there. Like, I'm not married to the idea of staying with the 76ers. So keep yeah. your eyes out for that. I'm sure he'll have something to say on Twitter. That's how we well, eyes emoji. Well, eyes emojis there. We'll see what Correct. happens. Next Celtics thing, we have a flurry of Celtics signings overseas. And, and starting with Taco Fall, who was signing in China, uh, per Shams. He sat down with Shams. Um, get ready to learn Chinese, buddy. Is that is that what we're talking yeah. about? The obligatory get re- ready to learn Chinese, buddy. Absolutely. He's Even going, though he's already kind of uh, learned it. Yeah, I was gonna say he's get going ready back. to take Mandarin two, the second <laughs> course. <laughs> Sophomore year of Mandarin overseas. Yes. Is he going back to the same team? That's my question. Uh, it I looks like know. no. <clears throat> Last year he played for the Flying Tigers. This year he's playing for the Monkey Kings. Uh, I don't know what the difference is. I am not familiar with records of Chinese basketball. It looks like he is signing for a worse team. Uh, He's interested in the rebuild. Nanjing Monkey Kings. Who was on this team last year is my question. Uh, He is joining Antonio Blakeney on the Monkey Kings, former NBA player. Uh, And their former NBA players or former American or whatever you want to call it players this past year were Demontre Edwards and QJ Peterson. So 
sounds like they're getting a little bit of an upgrade. Meanwhile, last year, Tacos played with – I'm just going down the rabbit hole now. Do you have Taco his played with in China last year? Uh, I can get them really quick. Ta- Taco played with Chris Clemens last year. Um, okay, former main and, Celtic. And Pierre Jackson, another former Celtic, I believe. No? That Am I crazy? I thought Pierre Jackson played with the Celtics. Am I crazy? He could have. I don't. Crazy. I don't remember. I think I'm thinking me. of somebody else. Uh, internationally, last year, Taco averaged. He played 33 games, 29 starts. He averaged 13.7 points, 10.1 rebounds, uh, and 3.3 blocks a game, shooting 73% from the field. <laughs> he barely miss. Barely miss. That is pretty good. That I wonder is what the good. money's like over there. It must be uh, decent. Let's see. Chinese Basketball Association salaries. <clears throat> I wonder if we can see. Um, salary range 250k to 4.4 million. Not so, terrible. I'm sure he's towards the top. Yeah, most commonly reported salary is one to three mil. So he's probably making a couple mil to go play there. Yeah, Not bad. Good for him. We take that. Good for Taco. Uh, another former Celtic who is going overseas, Fion Ducabangale, signing in Greece with. AEK Athens and Sam, you said Ben McLemore is also on the team. Yep, Ben McLemore also on the team. This is a team that was sixth in their top division in Greece last year. They call it the Basket League. They were 12 and 10. They have some juggernauts in that league. There was an undefeated team last year. Really? Yeah, the best team Ooh. was undefeated. Was I don't remember team? what the team name was. I gotta I go find it now. And you're but I was I was just having a look because I was trying to write about it and add details. They play in the Eurobasket Champions League, whatever it is. They play against the other countries. And, you know, Cabin Gele will probably get good opportunity there. He just wasn't going to get it in the NBA. He only appeared in four games for the Celtics last year, averaged less than two points. He Olympiacos, got his run up in Maine. 22-0 and 0 Olympiacos yes. in the HEBA standings. I wonder who's on the that team. That is take a, look. a crazy season. Imagine just being undefeated. I don't see their 22 and 0 season on here. I see they were th- last year they went 30 and 1 in the yeah, HEBA League 1. Um I don't know what the hell it was. That's it was something. crazy. No, I, I I see what you're seeing but I couldn't find the like that roster that went like that. Um is what I'm saying. On this team that went 30 and 1 though, see if I recognize any names. Costa Santacupo, but he doesn't have a number assigned to him, so I don't know if he actually played for the team. Um Isaiah Canon, a former NBA player. Uh, oh, is that Cannon? Yeah, Cannon. Is it Cannon or Cannon? I thought it was Cannon. Cannon, Cannon, whatever. Joel Ballum boy too. Um, but yeah, interesting, uh, at the very least. And also Mustafa Fall is. There's no way Taco is brother, right? I don't think so. Anyways, I feel like we all would have known that. Yeah, uh, he does, but not that guy. Uh, and then last one, PJ Dozier is signing with Partizan, another former Celtic. Uh, and the only reason I put this on here, I feel like PG Dozier was like a solid NBA player for a brief stint with the Nuggets. He and, then he got hurt. and then, yeah, it was tough. He's he's a nice player, though. But uh, three former Celtics signing overseas covering the little bit of a news dump. All right. It's August. We have a fun activity that we're going to do. I wrote an article for Nug Love, which is a uh, fan side of the Nugget site, which Sam runs. Uh, mm-hmm. And I built a dream team around Nicole Jokic. And now my stipulations where I saw King of the Fourth Quarter's basketball or newsletter brand enjoy basketball has done these tweets on Twitter where it's like build a perfect lineup around this player with this, this, and this. And so my stipulations were you can choose one hall of fame player. You can choose one current all-star and you can choose two role players. I did current role players, but I, you can do, you know, 
role players from whatever, whenever you want. Um, so we're going to do that for Jason Tatum. We're going to build a dream team around Jason Tatum with one Hall of Famer, one current all-star and two role players. I did all current role players, but just because like that's where my brain was at. And once my brain got stuck there, I couldn't think of like that's other right. guys. Um, so now asterisk here. Stephen Curry is a current player. Yes, but he is a he is a Hall yes. of Famer. If, if he retired today, he would be a Hall of Famer. And Correct. so if you want to choose a Steph Curry, a Giannis, a LeBron, they are Hall of Fame players. If the player could retire today and be in the Hall of Fame, they fall under the Hall of Fame, not a current all-star category. So that is what we're going with. Um, all right. Sam and I both built different teams. We have not seen the teams we built. Do you want to reveal the best team we built? I, I built a couple because I was like thinking of some options, but I will go with the best, what I perceive to be the best one we have. And we can rock. Do you want to so, go position by position? <clears throat> sure. Or do you want to go Hall of Famer and then all-star and then role players? Uh, do that one. Okay. Okay. So... Yeah, I'll roll with this top. No, I'm good. I'll roll with this top, and then we can talk about my other ones. Who was your Hall of okay. Famer that you chose? I picked Steph Curry. I was back I had and him forth, in... but I landed on that. Who were you back and forth between? Because I had Steph Curry. I don't in my know why. I kind of wanted to pick like Elijah on and put him at center. I had Tim Duncan I... at my center. The I reason Duncan why I went away from it because I was like, <laughs> it doesn't make a ton of sense to have somebody playing on the post. Yeah, primarily. That's what. You know? That's why I chose. Tim Duncan enrolled him at the center because Tim Duncan wasn't a three-point shooter. He never took threes, but at least Duncan can shoot the mid-range a little bit, so you have Correct. a little more flexibility. <clears throat> so I rolled with Tim Duncan at the center. My secondary lineup does have Steph Curry in it, though, because, I mean, Steph Curry is just elite. But um, I'll, I'm going with this main one. I picked Tim Duncan as my Hall of Famer, put him at center. All right, who's your okay. all-star? My all-star was Rasheed Wallace, another guy that can kind of have a jump shot. Okay, you went non-current all-star, so we'll have different teams. That's good. Yeah. Um, Rashid Wallace is the all-star. Would you play him at the four or the five? Five. Five? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I went I, current all-star. I picked Tyrese Halliburton. I put him at the one. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. See, I didn't want to go current. I wanted to be more fun, but that's a okay, great Okay, well, whatever. I'll go I, fuck myself. <laughs> no, no, not like that. But I was trying to think of like good all-star point guards that were not Hall of Famers, and I feel like there's not a lot. Chauncey. Might have been a good bet for you. Right. So I just, I landed on Curry just because I thought he was the best bet. Yeah. But somebody like Halliburton would have been a great choice for that. So good pick. Something for that. You could have done, I wonder if we could do, how do I find it? All time leaders in assists. Like you just look up assist leaders and guys. <clears throat> this is what I did when I was building the Jokic team. I built, I was like, hmm, who is assist leader? I was looking for role players. I almost went with Andre Miller as like my point guard for the Jokic well, that's team. That's a good one. As a role player because he was never an all star. And so you could rock with him for that. All non Hall of Famer all stars, you probably also could like that's where it gets a little tricky. Like Baron Davis, could you have gone with or is he a Hall of Famer? Yeah, Baron Davis could have been an all star for all-star. you that he chose. Uh, yeah, he averaged nine assists at his peak. That could have been a good choice. Um, but I went Halliburton because I was uh, I was thinking current players. All right. Uh, who are your two role players? Hit me. My two role players were Bruce Bowen and Richard Jefferson. <clears throat> good choices. Richard Jefferson was never an all star. He was not. I looked. Shut up. Really? Yep. Jefferson. Oh, my God. He wasn't an all-star. Bruce Bowen, eight all-defensive teams, right around yeah. 40% from three for his career. What a great pick that would be. And then Jefferson, similar resume where yeah. he was a good defender and he could shoot the corner three. Great picks. Great picks. I went current players again because that's where my head was at. I picked Derek White because, like, of course you, you can say, I know, I know. I obviously love Derek White, but realistically – 
you look across the league for three and D guards. He is just the best three and D guard role player. The only other guy I have on another team is Contavious Cowell Pope, but then you lose the ball handling. Like Derek White's just the best three and D role player in the league. All defensive second team shot 38, 39% from three. There just isn't a better three and D guard uh, to have. Uh, and then I pick Keegan Murray as my other role player, just a good Ooh. defender, elite three point shooter. So my lineup was Tyrese Halliburton, Derek White, Jason Tatum, Keegan Murray, Tim Duncan. Mine yeah. was Curry, Bruce Bowen, Richard Jefferson, Tatum, and Rasheed Wallace. Tatum was at the four. For me. Yeah. Good lineup. Tatum at the four. Wanted Good. to get as much shooting as possible. <clears throat> yeah. Smart. Smart. Um, I had a couple other lineups. Were the, did you have any other like guys you bounced between? Like, Do you have any other guys you considered? I had guys I wanted to use, but they ended up being all-star, like one-time all-star guys. Like who? I had Rashard Lewis I wanted to use just for shooting with a little bit of size. That's I a good also, one. There was like a two guard. I forget who it was that I wanted to use. And there was one time all-star. I was so mad. Yeah. I can't remember who it was. I looked at Sean Marion. I thought he'd be good. He can't shoot, but the defense was good, but he was an all-star multiple times. Um, I considered like Josh Smith was never an all-star, but he could never really shoot the ball well. So I didn't think that would like be the perfect fit. I was thinking a guy like, like let, let me Google. Cause now I just want to know the question. Like best players to never make all-star team. We're looking at, Cedric Maxwell never made an all-star team. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. So that's up there. Uh, Mike Conley, but he did a couple years ago. Lamar Odom would have been a really good one. Lamar Odom's a good yeah. pick. Um, Ron Harper, Jason Terry. I Jason looked at Terry Ron Harper. I did not pick him. Yeah, Jason Terry, Marcus Camby, Rod Strickland, Sam Perkins. Um, <clears throat> all good choices. Uh, my second team that I had, I made three teams just because I was like, pinging back and forth different ideas i had steph curry at the one like you had i had Derek white jason tatum jaron jackson jr and nick claxton i just went all defense and then shooting and then the last one i had was i wanted to see like i had magic johnson i was like what if you put tatum with like a crazy like one of the best playmakers ever so and obviously tall and can defend magic johnson Caldwell Pope, Jason Tatum, Jaron Jackson, uh, Miles Turner. I, I like stuck my Miles head. Turner, good pick. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I stuck my head like I knew I wanted to put the Hall of Famer at the point guard or the center. I just thought that made most sense next to Tatum because he can play the wing and the forward so well. And then I knew if I didn't have an, a Hall of Famer who could shoot, everybody else had to be able to shoot. And so that's why with Duncan, I had like four shooters. And with Magic Johnson, I had Turner at the five so he could shoot. <clears throat> I don't know. It's interesting. Let us know who you would pick. Comment with your lineups. Al Horford's a good have. pick in this, actually. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. Prime Al Horford as your all-star would be top tier. <clears throat> or, like, I wonder, like, you, you could technically say, okay, don't give me all-star Al Horford. Give me this year Al Horford as my role player. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I suppose but you that, that's, that Is too. that cheating at that point? Kind the, of. I, picking the, the all-star game would be much more complicated. Maybe maybe if you had yeah. to pick, like, a, a season. A year, Yeah. I just think uh, picking the all-star is the hardest part because you can't have a Hall of Famer, but you can't have – like, it's it's very middle ground. It's tough to find those players. That's why I stayed with, like, younger guys because, like, Tyrese Halliburton could be a Hall of Famer eventually, but, like, if you retired now, he's not close. So <clears throat> I thought that was the best bet. I considered picking Bam, too, and running – you could go with, like – Solid. You could go with, like, Steph, Derek White, Jason Tatum, um, pick a forward that can shoot and, and, like, defend multiple positions and then put Bam at the five, like – That'd be pretty damn good too. But uh yeah, I don't know. I thought that was a fun activity. Again, leave, leave us in the comments. 
excuse me, leave a comment with what who players you would did choose. you pick? Let who, us know. Who's your five? Who's stopping them? <laughs> Bleacher Report's favorite post. Um, last Celtics thing we have, Jason Tatum was at All of Fame weekend. He was going up the red carpet, and a Miami Heat fan <laughs> screamed out to him, Jason Tatum, come to the Heat. Tatum looked at the fan. Nah. <laughs> yep. Shut at least him down. He's honest. Yeah. Imagine if he like shrugged. We'd mm. all be like building on fire, pulled a fire alarm. Now Jason Tatum's a flight risk. He didn't like the Jalen Brown contract, etc. Let's take a look. This is I'm sure you can hear it. Jason. <laughs> Come to the heat. He just goes, nah, Jason. I wonder if he has a hate for the heat. I feel like they're getting to the point where they've played them enough times in the playoffs where he does a little bit. I think he hates the heat. I, I think everybody in the Celtics roster right now dislikes the heat. Um, well, especially right now, but like even in general, yeah. I wonder if there is like a rivalry where it's like the players feel it because we don't No, that's what as, I'm saying. as yeah. NBA fans. We don't feel that stuff as much anymore. Of course, the Celtics have rivalries with different teams just because of history. Obviously, the Lakers, every time there's a Lakers game, all of us fans kind of get up for it. The players yep. have an understanding of what it's like, so they get up for it. Philadelphia, I guess, is a rival because they've played them in the playoffs a considerable amount recently. They've both been on the same track or trajectory as they try and compete for a title. They also have the but history, too. Yeah. Miami is like a team where you're starting to get a little bit of history, and now you're starting to get another era of a back and forth. Like 10 years ago, 2010, 2011, 2012, the Celtics played them in the playoffs. Now you've had three out of the four years Celtics played them in the playoffs again. All in the conference finals. Yeah, this is this is one of the NBA's only like new new like real rivalries. That's like over and over and over again. You see it like the only other one you can really compare. Golden State Memphis is another pretty good one. They have a few seasons in a row. They've run into each other. They're probably developing that rivalry here. But like you haven't seen this sort of thing with like the same players on both teams facing off against each other, you know, in the playoffs every year. Like it has been Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown versus Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo for three out of the past four years in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's like that's doesn't happen anymore. Like that the last time, like the last time that happened, it was the finals and it was the Cavs and Golden State. Like yeah, these are just two of the best teams in the East. And uh, yeah, I think it's pretty clear. Jason Tatum is just like, nah, <laughs> no thanks, no fuck those guys. See you later. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there are any other rivalries. I feel like um, Dallas Phoenix is budding into it's a rivalry growing a little. I think if they play in the playoffs this year, it'll really like oddly enough, shine. Denver doesn't seem to have any rivals. No. Well, realistically, they didn't really have to fight too hard this year. <laughs> they just kind of rolled through everybody. Uh, no, they've, they've lost a lot of their bench. They lost Bruce they Brown, did. lost Jeff green, Conkar Torres ACL. He's not playing this season. Like they're without wing yeah. depth on the bench right now. Of course, Christian Brown's going to be better. They Hunter drafted Strother. Hunter Tyson was like, first team all summer league like they have another guy coming up the ranks <clears throat> they'll be okay but they don't like you said they don't really have any rivalries philly boston is another one that's like become clear because boston but, milwaukee yeah boston milwaukee it's just the celtics and every other team well it's because uh, actually the heat milwaukee too they played each other a few times in the playoffs yes. the heat the heat have gotten yeah, better well, they played each other 2020 2021 and now this year yeah they did not no they didn't play last year just Celtics they've played each other every year. The Celtics and the Heat have played each other almost every year. Every, no, they, yes, they took wrong. turns. Sorry, yeah, they took turns. <clears throat> My bad. It's two of the That's years, right. 
two of the years they played each other the same year. I don't know what it was. Um, yeah, because in 2020 they played each other, and the Celtics played the Heat, and then this past yes. year they played each other. Celtics played the Heat. Celtics played both teams. Yes, and in the other two years the Heat played both teams. Those three teams are really. <laughs> it's kind of like those three teams are really fighting for the top of the East and Philly's like the younger brother guys. I want to play too. <laughs> yeah. Philly, well, they're not going to get to play. <laughs> no, <laughs> they're not going to get to play, but uh, it's, it's, it's comforting to hear Jason Tatum say, no, I don't want to go to the heat. Cause like you said, if he had just shaken it off, it would have been like, Oh, drama, drama. But um, I've seen a lot of Celtics fans on Twitter saying like all these heat fans are uh, saying they're so much better in the Celtics than they're begging Jason Tatum to come to the heat. Also, like, as much as, like, that's funny, haha, it's like a nine-year-old kid. Like, let's not act like this is the entire Heat Nation. This is a child seeing Jason Tatum, a player he likes, saying, oh, come play for my favorite team. Like, get out of here. But fun video. Interesting from All-Star Weekend. Uh, just fun video to see. I know we don't have this on the sheet. Right. But I'm just scroll- I'm looking for uh, a different piece of this Harden thing. And one of the headlines on Bleach Report is agent, quote-unquote, wouldn't be surprised if Harden wins MVP next year. I saw this. Let's go to NBA. I'll move it blue. Yeah. We're, we're talking a little more James Harden, and we don't have to dive too deep because we got pretty deep into it when we talked about it in the con- in the uh, realm of, of how it affects the Celtics. But I did see that quote. Wouldn't be surprised if Harden wins MVP. Shocker, agent, and, and player promoting the player. My thing that I wanted to talk about where is he going to go like outside of the Clippers, which you can see why that obviously makes sense. What other team is making a trade for James Harden? Yeah, I don't know. Bleacher report had some ideas and we'll go through them, but realistically who wants that guy that can afford him and by getting him gets better. I just don't think there's that many situations out there. Toronto can yeah. probably afford him. They're a team that's mentioned on the Bleacher Report piece. But is it worth it for them? Do they does getting Harden make them relevant? No. I don't think so. I it think that makes, makes them, them a fun six seed. They they are the Brooklyn Nets from last year. I think they could be a top five team, top four, but the East is just too stacked. Bill Simmons tweeted out here's the funny thing there is no Harden trade. Chicago isn't trading DeRozan. Clips aren't giving up anything. Younger teams don't want him. Contenders can't risk it. That leaves only one candidate. An embattled franchise with a history of foolish risks, and it's just Washington. <laughs> that would be funny if they just went Imagine. without Harden when they're trying to rebuild already. It'd be a dub for the for the uh, the Sixers. You could probably get some decent ad- assets if Washington was stupid enough. Sixers I, I are mean, not getting any deal done with anybody. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, there's not much. Nobody, like, nobody I saw, want him. I saw the Pelicans floated. It's like a CJ McCollum. But like maybe may, maybe okay maybe i can see that i'm because not doing that new orleans is a small market they have mm-hmm. some room for desperation where everybody saw what new orleans was capable of last year when everybody was healthy they were first in the western conference i want to say a month two months into the season then zion goes down and they kind of slowly slowly trickle down the ever so tight western conference race that was last year where like yeah. what was it Third and eleventh were separated by two or three games. Mm-hmm. Nuts playoff race there. Bleachers report also floats the Sacramento Kings as a team that might want to go for Harden. There's no sourcing on this; they're just kind of piecing together. They have X amount of assets. They might be able to make Philly happy in a deal. The argument: Sacramento Kings 
could be a viable trade partner. They're hoping to build off a momentum of last season's third place finish in the West and could be open to a splash move this offseason. They have multiple trade assets such as Kevin Herter, Malik Monk, Davion Mitchell, and Trey Lyles. If you're Philly, if you're a Philly fan and they trade for hard trade Harden for those guys, that's head in hand stuff. Yeah, that's not great. Not great at all. Um, another team, the Jazz are interested in Dame. This is like a lower risk Dame. Yep. <laughs> if you really want to talk about it. Uh, but again, if you're Philly, you're getting Clarkson Sexton back, and uh it's probably not great. <laughs> it's not not the best, but probably better than the Kings package, right? Yeah. With picks. Because Utah yeah. owns all those Minnesota picks, depending on how many they would be willing to give up, could be valuable for Philly. I just I don't see anything interesting happening with this. It's tough to see. Windhorse went on TV today and said that all trades are stalling out right now, like there's no trade talks happening. That's another wrinkle to this. So who knows what's going to happen with Harden. And, and yeah. with all the forcing his way out, who wants him? If you're if yeah, you're no, a front I, office I watching this happen, you're like, oh, I don't want that guy on my team. No, not, not worth the risk. He's just not. Whether he's still a viable player or not, sure. He averaged twenty three and ten, like you said, good numbers. Does it feel like he impacts winning enough to deal with this? No, to deal with him maybe forcing his way out halfway halfway through the season if he doesn't get what he wants. Absolutely not. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, this whole Harden situation is weird. If I'm another team, I'm staying away from him like the plague. Just it's just not worth it. I love that no asking. one's getting their way right now. <laughs> it's just not happening. Summer. The summer of Sam. Well, actually, I don't think we should call it that. Maybe not. <laughs> Why not? Uh, I think that's like a serial killer. Summer no, of Sam? son of Sam. Son of Sam. Yeah, sorry, same thing. Yeah. Summer of Sam is no. Yeah, it's a movie. During the summer of 1977, a killer known as the Son of Sam. It was the the movie about the Son of Sam was called the oh. Summer of Sam. But well, yeah, this just is, killing this superstar is... trade hooks, <laughs> slaughtering them. People Sam are listening to the pod, and they're like, "Yeah, we should spite these guys and not trade them." <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe the that's GMs like they start hearing me rant, and they just start slowly nodding. They're like, "Yeah, that's a good point." I'm not going to yeah. trade him to where he wants to get traded to. <laughs> Sam's loving this. This is Sam's he turns uh, to his assistant favorite. Block Pat Riley's number for me. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um. And one player who's not in trade rumors is Nicole Jokic. She is chilling yes. uh, in Serbia with Aaron Gordon, watching some horses. Sam, you put this on the show sheet. Do you want to explain? <laughs> yeah, they just – Jokic loves the horses. Loves it. They were out this weekend. Aaron Gordon went overseas to visit them, and they went to the racetrack. Jokic had three horses race. Shout out to Devin, who wrote this for Nug Love. <clears throat> yeah. And one of his horses took first. The other two won silvers in their races. And Jokic got a trophy that looked like something you would get at your local awards store, like where they make mm-hmm. the trophies for like Little League. And him and Aaron Gordon were hoisting that thing like they just won another NBA title. Here, I'll share the picture for you. Here we go. Here's Aaron Gordon. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, Aaron Gordon and Nicole Jokic. Like, does that not listener. look like just like, oh, my Little League team won the league this year? They're hyped, Trophy. man. Come on. They're they're excited about the horse race. Jokic Look more excited about the horses than the NBA title. I know it's an angle that's been beat into the ground, but he looks so thrilled there compared to when he it. won and they were asking about it. He's like, yeah, okay, I can go home. I love it. I love Jokic. How do you not like Jokic? Like, he's just he's just hanging out. Beat your team. 
Yeah, that's probably one way. Lakers <laughs> fans probably don't love Jokic, but he's just he just doesn't give a shit. He's just hanging out. He's chilling with Aaron Gordon in Serbia, watching some horse right? Snapback. What a beast. A what a guy. What a beast. Yeah, no, Jokic and uh Jokic and Gordon having a good time out in Serbia watching some horse racing. Uh, next thing we have Timberwolves drop some new jerseys. The the jersey summer of heat is is thriving. Um, Sam, you brought this up a couple weeks ago. Seen a lot of good uh, jerseys yes. this summer. The Suns, the Kings, Pelicans won. Not as good. No, but the Pelicans dropped a G League jersey. <laughs> Timberwolves did drop some new jerseys inspired by uh, the lakes. The lakes up in Minnesota, uh, I believe, is is city edition inspiration young gravy the raptor uh rapper excuse me uh debuted them for them he did uh yeah you want to see here i got the yeah let me find uh because you sent me the thing of mike conley that was their twitter debut but like in person young gravy for young gravy (laughs) all right let's see he's got a robe on he's chilling he's pretty tall he is he's very tall debut in the jerseys you yep. can see it uh got the lake design on it we'll find the picture of mike conley and nazari i like the jerseys i think they have a cool great uh gradient design yeah they look good with the t-shirt say that yeah about you Nas got, Reed. The, he looks got sharp. the waves in there they're cool i enjoy them I, I like them people don't like them people do like them people are gonna dislike and like stuff all over the place but they the i think they're cool looks like they're playing volleyball they're different. Yeah, that's a bit odd, but they're different. They're cool. I don't mind the jerseys. City edition. Um, they're nice. Rank the jerseys from the Sun summer. Best, Suns best, Kings second, that third, and Pelicans on their own strategy. I, I like the old school Kings font. I, I almost lean that over the they're Suns. Cool. I think the Suns have that weird, like it It still has something that's off about it to me. I have to pull it up now so I can like best explain it to you. But the way that their font matches the design behind it, it just doesn't look natural to me. Let me just see. If I I, I, it's because on the white jersey, the sun's lettering is white, which matches. The yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, it looks, That's what it I looks weird. But I don't know what color they should have done instead. Purple? Black? I don't know. That that part's a bit weird. Um, Excuse me. But yeah, Timberwolves. Rocking the New Jerseys. They they have come out with their New Jerseys, and uh, I like them. I think they're fine. I think they're cool. Um, I spent this weekend at the Hall of Fame. Obviously, we talked about my sure first did. day there on the last podcast, but second day there was also fun. Cam Tabatabai uh, of Celtics Wire came down to join me for the second day. Uh, he talked to a couple people. I was behind the camera because I was introverted, which I need to get over. That's probably my biggest problem. Uh, but we talked to Kentucky coach John Calipari about greg popovich and some other and Wemby, i believe too so that was cool we talked to uh we pulled boris Diaw aside on the uh red carpet asked him a couple questions cam was like do you have 30 seconds to talk about stuff he goes if the 30 seconds are what it takes for this line to clear up then yeah i have 30 seconds we talked to him for like a minute um it was cool we saw a bunch of people on the left red carpet we left before the actual ceremony though because like we it was either stay for the whole ceremony and stay in a hotel one night or watch a ceremony on tv later that night and just go home and i think we were you both tired. Drove home. <clears throat> at 11 two hour hour and a half two hour drive at 11 yes. i was exhausted you i didn't home. you drive home i didn't want car. to drive that late oh i do you don't no i don't <laughs> what the hell you're wrong i've done, I've done drive before. uh i did not want to drive that late or stay in a hotel i was just 
exhausting. And they they didn't we didn't have seats. It was stay in the media room and watch, which didn't have AC. So I didn't want to yes. sit in the media room. No, that was a good call by but, you. I, I wouldn't have wanted yeah. to be in there. If essentially it's hot and you're not getting any added bonus to being there besides what you got to do beforehand. Exactly. There's no reason to just sit there and watch it on TV when you could go home. Exactly. Yeah. So we headed out, but it was a good weekend. It was it was fun uh getting those things and now our last thing before the rat list sam's uh reddit post today so i'll let you take this over yes this was posted on the nba subreddit i think yesterday by user ingomatics he says what do you think is the worst decision an nba player has made he goes i was on twitter and someone had said Kawhi leaving the raptors was the biggest mistake in nba history i personally don't think that in parentheses I think Dennis Schroeder turning down 84 million can be beat, but it piqued my interest as to what other notable mistakes NBA players made are. Keep discussion civil and informative. Informative. So I've got some replies for you, but does, is there is there anything that jumps out at you, Jack? Biggest mistakes. I see what you have here is like the Kawhi one leaving the Raptors. I think like. He wanted to go to LA. I don't know if he would regret that decision because, like, he just wanted to be where he wanted to be. Other like mistakes is a weird one. Like, if you want to talk about literal on-court mistakes, like J.R. Smith, like no. not shooting no, no. the ball. <clears throat> you mean like decisions to leave and decisions decisions to, to leave, like... turning down contracts. Uh, for um, example, he uses the shooter one where he could have got a lot of money yeah. for the Lakers. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Shaq leaving LA like being so okay that's a good Kobe. one I think that's probably the biggest one that makes sense Michael Jordan deciding to retire and play baseball that's a good one <laughs> probably one that probably shouldn't have happened um got LeBron staying he, in Cleveland for as long as he did like realistically he had I, to stay there I know he did I know he did but like if he was today I'm saying if he did that if you move 2003 to 20 to like 2013 he would have requested a trade during his second stint I don't know. Are there has any player done that recently where they haven't got out of their second contract and they requested a trade? Ben, ben Simmons, Simmons count. He's a bomb. <laughs> uh, ben Simmons not learning to shoot threes. Bad decision. Yeah, not a great decision. Being afraid to shoot the ball. Bad decision. Some of the better replies. Somebody mentioned Victor Oladipo turning down not one but two contract extensions. One with Houston, the other with the Pacers, I believe. Both of them very lucrative, and then he got hurt. Um, somebody said top reply, Jay Williams riding a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> so messed up. <laughs> somebody said, along with Larry Bird building his mother's driveway. Very true. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. What else do we have off the top of my head? I don't really. <laughs> Spreewell needing to feed his family. Somebody said, I'm pretty sure he turned down a good size deal from the Knicks or Timberwolves. I don't remember who it was. I think it was the Timberwolves and it caused the downfall of that KG era. If I'm not mistaken, mm. it could have been the other way where it was the Knicks. Um, mm. Nerlens Noel turned down $80 million with the, or $70 million rather with the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. Oof. Some of these are tough. I think that's all we got. That was a quick yeah. one. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Nice. <Not> sure. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, yeah. No, I think Shaq and Michael Jordan are probably the biggest. Oh, this is a really long one. 
I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to read it because it's kind of confusing. Right. <laughs> I read this before and I didn't completely get it, but. All right. I got you. All right. Uh, you want to move on to the rat list then in that case? Go ahead. We can All move right. on. Well, uh, I guess we should explain it because we're on CLNS now too. If you're listening to us on the CLNS media channel, the rat list is us. Rat list them. No, no, no. It's like, what? Um, the rat list is when Sam and I complain about stuff effectively. So examples are uh people I, that's what we do is that not somebody what we said are? uh gilbert arenas bring a gun into the locker room that is a rat list move and it is also a mistake um examples of rat list are people running red lights people who drive too slow on the the motorways or whatever highways or whatever you call it drivers who go too slow i often rat list people at golf who talk during my backswing uh, and i'll kickstart today i'll rat list my mom who hates being mm. on the rat list but i'm gonna rat list her uh, I was with my sister and my sister's boyfriend. We were driving to get ice cream and we were meeting my brother and his girlfriend. We were whatever. We were, like had a family dinner at my dad's and we were stopping somewhere on the way back. I call my mom to see what she wants. If she wants ice cream, doesn't answer the phone. Whatever. Fine. My sister's boyfriend, Zach, calls her, answers the phone. Rat list. What I, come, wow. we're, we're answering him over me. I, she, I, I told her she was getting rat listed and she hates being on the rat list, but it is happening. So she is, uh, She's not happy with it, but I am mad because I got ignored by my own mother. So rat list for, okay. for not answering my phone. Yeah, I'll do a rat list for you. Rat list the Please. slot machines at uh, Mohegan Sun. <laughs> so yeah. Jack and I, after we recorded the last episode of the pod, met up at Mohegan Sun because Jack was there for the Basketball Hall of Fame events earlier in the day. He was in the area. So we went. Jack never gambled at the casino before like that played the tables. Jack wanted to try the slot machines and he got absolutely murdered fast. They made Jack pay out to play each spin. And it was quick. You lost some of, some of like the money you would put in the machine in what, like three or four spins. Like it wasn't worth your money. Yeah, no, it was bad. I mean, we played blackjack first and I came in with like a certain amount of money. So I only lost like 120 on the day. And that, that was just like what I mentally was accepted that I would lose. Like it was fine. Um, so yeah, we, I had like a certain amount after blackjack and I was like, oh, let's just go have fun and play some of these slot machines. I don't have a problem with slots, but I just want to know why I'm losing. Like, I, I don't care if I lose. I just want to understand why I'm losing. And I don't on most of the slot machines. So, well, so Sam won big at, uh, blackjack. Though, I, so anti-rat. I had a pretty good day at the casino that eights the, uh, the match, the dealer that was, yeah, I got two suited matches on the same hand, so I got paid uh, like a hundred dollars on a hand. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> that was big time. <laughs> that was big time. Um, did I rat list Mohegan Sun last time because of the directions? I think I did. I think that was last last podcast. Oh, you might have. That's <laughs> what double rat list for them. They took your money. <clears throat> they did, yeah. and and your confusion <laughs> with getting around the casino. directions. Yeah, that's yeah. I did rat list that. Uh, I'm trying to think. I've only been back in town for like a day. Uh, what else can I rat list? Do you have any more? I'm trying to think right now. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Oh, yes, I can. So I drove back, excuse me, back from Springfield, um, left the Hall of Fame, and I had my mm-hmm. stuff with me. So I just left right from the ceremony. I could not figure out how to get out of Springfield. I took like three laps around the city before I figured out how to get on the highway. And it's okay. because the way it works, I came out of the parking lot. You take a left, you go around, and then you're supposed to take a left and immediately get on an on-ramp. But I didn't know that for the first two times because my Google directions don't, like, separate them well enough. And so I ended up taking laps around and around, like, three times. It took me 20 minutes to find the on-ramp. So that pissed me off. The drive back was fine. I got some McDonald's because I didn't eat a lot that day. That was fine. Stopped. Whatever. Got back into my town. 
in the roads in my town are like 40 miles an hour, right? I was going 25 the whole way home when I got back to my town. Just Why stuck behind stuck behind a car. Oh. Some car going 25 miles an hour in a 40. It, it, I was so angry. I almost passed them. Um, it was inexplicable. They were like putting their brakes on around turns and like stopping so they could turn. It, it was maybe some of the worst driving I've ever seen in my life. It was truly horrendous. That's enough to ruin your day. Right list. It really did. Really did ruin my day. I was very angry. And this was late too. This was a long day. I got up early, early for me. So I was like up at 8, 8 a.m. Um, I was getting home at like 11, uh, 10.30. I was exhausted. I still had a little bit of writing to do. So I had, I had to get inside, edit the podcast, uh, last podcast, get it uploaded. Um, and I was just, it took me an extra five minutes to get home and it was just enough to make me real mad. So Ratless, the driver who doesn't know how to drive, terrible. Ratless, my friends, some of them. We were playing Xbox yesterday yeah. and I haven't played Xbox with like a group of four plus a very long time. It's been a while. Um, and we were playing games and in between games it was taking a real long time for everybody to get ready for the next game yep it yep. was the okay. step away we were playing dead by daylight yesterday yeah oh and good game I... in in between the one kid just disappeared he didn't say a word yeah that's right and it led to me getting off because i was like kind of tired and i wanted to watch some tv before i went and played basketball just just nowhere to be found mm-hmm. Where, yeah, where'd tough. you go nothing people calling him nothing are we gonna We're name not. drop? Are we gonna name drop this person? No. Or are we gonna leave? No. <laughs> How was ball? I couldn't go to basketball last night. I was saying. uh it was good. I <laughs> played six games, lost once. I had to do a lot, but I was good enough to win. So that's really there what matters. <clears throat> there you go. I wish I could go. We had dinner at my dad's, uh, which was good, no complaints, but just I haven't been to ball in three weeks now because it was I was on the Cape, then ball got canceled, and oh, then dinner at my dad's. That's right. <clears throat> so uh not fun I'm, i wish i could have been at ball <laughs> ratless the rain canceled my game yesterday tough mm, that'll do it that'll do it uh i'm trying to think what else i got i don't know if i have many more ratless outside of the the driving back because traffic was was or people don't know how to drive oh <clears throat> ratless trucks who drive in the middle and left lane stop Just good go, call go, Actually, go to the right lane. to it <laughs> yeah yeah, were you going to say this too? <laughs> Something yeah, bad? because I was on the Mass Pike Saturday going to Springfield. I went to Six Flags. Jack went to the yeah. And I'm like, why are there so many trucks on this road? There's so yes. many trucks. They're all driving slow, and they're all in the way. And mm-hmm. then there's the people that won't pass the truck. They're just driving fast enough to make a wall. That was yep. the worst. Yep. Any highway the size of the Mass Pike, as long as it goes, the amount of towns you can get to using it should be more than two lanes. It's not like they're like, you know, trying to preserve buildings on the side of the highway. Mm-hmm. It's all trees. Yeah, just no, branch I out a little bit more. I agree. I agree. Trucks who just drive in the middle lane, and like you said, the people, the people who drive, and this can go like beyond just trucks. If you drive just fast enough to keep up with the car, fuck off. Go around mm-hmm. them or stay behind. Don't make a wall. That's what I'm saying. And another worst bad thing, I go, we, we for those new listeners on CLNS, we ratless people who go too slow, right? The acceptable speed on the highway, which is 65, go 70 to 75, right? 75 is probably even the low end, right? You, you go in the 70s somewhere, right? That's a pretty wide 10 mile an hour range. Uh, and if you want to go on the 70 side, you maybe stay in the middle lane or even the far right lane if you want to. And if you want to go, you know, 875 or even encroaching on 80, which... It, you know, we're not we're not 
you know, what it, it is what it is. We're not going to try to get uh go to court. <clears throat> Wink, like saying <laughs> the other day. Um, you go in the left lane. If I'm going 75 in the middle lane, respectable speed, right? I'm, that's, I feel like that's a standard speed. And I am getting tailgated in the middle lane. Just pass me. Stop. Get off my ass. I'm going a normal speed. Either drive a normal speed behind me or go around me. Stop. Like, like it, it's not like I'm going 60 and, and you're, you're tailgating me to make a point. You're just being a dick. Also, ratless people who pass in the right lane. Just there's just no need. I got I got like encroached upon. I'm going 75, and these two people are going like 70, like 77 to pass me on either side, right? And so I, I'm sitting there in the middle lane, like going my speed, whatever. And then they're like slowly encroaching behind me to where they're sandwiching me. If you're gonna pass somebody, go fast enough to pass them quickly. Don't stay by my side for like multiple miles. Go around. It that's people piss me off. And the trucks thing. Stay out of the middle and left lane. It's not built for you. That's not there for you. I don't care if you're going fast for a truck. I don't want to be next to a truck. Fuck off. Go go away. <clears throat> Trucks, Ratless. They, they don't know the drive either. Ratless, the kid at Six Flags. Well, mm. this is like a two-part rat list. Hit me. The fast pass people at Six Flags, kind of Ratless, kind of not. I mean, you pay the money, you pay the money. But standing in line is like they get to go up is kind of annoying. But the more annoying part was I was on, I think it's Thunderbolt, the wooden one. Not that you know, you don't like this stuff. But no, I'm not a fan. these kids were like at the front of the fast pass line. They had must have played one of those like prize games where they win whatever. And the one kid had a basketball and he like straight lost it and it hit the roller coaster as we were about to leave. What the hell? Yeah, like it bounced off the cart. <laughs> Somebody like go get your kid. What's your kid? Yeah, doing? what are we doing? <clears throat> what are we doing? Uh weird anti-rat list. <clears throat> so my music program in middle school would take a trip to Six Flags every year. Uh mm -hmm. this is more of a story than the rat list, but that's what this portion of the podcast is for. So we would <clears throat> take a trip to Six Flags, we'd do some performance at something up there in, in Springfield, just yep. where it is, right? <clears throat> and then we'd go to Six Flags for the day. I didn't like roller coasters, I still don't, just not a fan. I don't like high speed stuff. I'm not I, I am the opposite of adrenaline junkie. It freaks me out. I don't enjoy it. <clears throat> so I just don't do it. But in turn, I spent my entire day playing the games at Six Flags. Like that's what I enjoyed. Okay. And then one year, I'll ratless myself actually, because Kid Jack was an asshole. <clears throat> I mm. won like four basketballs, right? I, I was on a heater, right? And I we went there on a bus. So I brought them all on the bus. One of my friends, and it's not like a friend I'm still friends with. It was just like another kid who's like, oh, can I have one? I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, no, yeah, they're you mine. That's what I'm saying. But like in hindsight, they just sat in the closet. Like I could have just given the kid a basketball and I was just a dick. And I was like, no, I, and it was because like you said, I won them. So I was proud that I won them. Um, cause they scam you on those games too. It's not easy to make that shot. They, the, the rims are tight and you gotta, well, you gotta hit it. So I love the games because you pay that money to win something that you'll never use again. Like you said, they just yeah, sit in the of closet. Course. Of course. They're not nice basketballs. Like if you're going to go play, no. you don't use those. I got the, logo the stuffed too. animals. They had these big ass peppers that people were walking around with. Like, you know, yeah. the bananas. Yeah. yeah, yeah it was, yeah. it was a pepper. That was, that's yeah. the new thing. They had peppers. And I was like, sure. Who wants that? Who's winning that? Yeah. Odd. Very odd. Yeah. And the, the, the basketballs I got to were team basketball. So I like pick teams and randomly enough, the only one that survived more than a week, just because it either didn't pop or like held up or it's when I used, it was the new Orleans Hornets. So I just had like a teal and yellow basketball rocking around. 
uh, my house that I used all the time. You know what was the weirdest prize I saw? <laughs> yeah. You know how they have the basketball game where you shoot the threes? Like you try and make yeah, it. Yeah. It's like a three-point contest. And, <clears throat> sure. you know, the prize tiers go up. It's far away. The one that's, yeah. They, yeah, it's threes. They had Lance Stevenson Pacers jerseys. <laughs> Lined up like a bunch of them? They had like six of them on the fence. <laughs> you could win a lane. And it's it's not like when he was good. It's like the new Pacers jerseys, like with the the, the words make the circle on the front. Oh. Yeah. I, when, no, no, no. These aren't it, even the been... old ones. This is from his yeah. recent stint, like last year or whenever say. he played there. That's weird. That's so weird. whack. <laughs> Another rat list to the amusement park is I – did not enjoy the roller coaster that did not have the the shoulder harness thing. They just had the bar. Mm. Oh yeah, no. I, I mean, listen, imagine. it was still secure. Make no mistake. Like I, but I felt like I was like, oh, you know, I could fall out of this. I could yeah. fall out of this. I no, had a seatbelt on. I had the bar pressed all the way down. Like I was secure. But like when your when your chest can move after all the other ones have the thing holding you back, I was like, oh man, I could fall out of this. This isn't gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. And of course, it was my girlfriend's favorite ride. It was her favorite. She loved. Yeah, it. out out on roller coasters. I can't do it, man. I went on one roller coaster in my life. Have you ever been to Storyland? It's up in New Hampshire, I think. Uh, I have not been. No. <laughs> do you know what it is, though? Right. It's like I think I'm thinking of Santa's Village, but it, it's like a thing. shitty it's like the little same thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. Santa's yeah. Village, Storyland, same thing. I'll find, let me find a picture quick uh, of Storyland. So for those wondering, can you take Matt the Rat off the screen? Oh, CLNS viewers, this is Matt the Rat. This is our Rat List. Uh, mascot so this is storyland for those wondering it is cinderella it is you know uh you know fables it is humpty dumpty it is just it's like whatever so the one roller coaster i've ever been on is the polar coaster at storyland and it's not like a baby roller coaster it's like an actual one but it is a kid's roller coaster right it's not like this is the whole thing right this is the whole roller coaster and so i got on the polar coaster uh, cause my, I, I knew I didn't want to do it. Like I knew I wasn't a fan, but I was like, okay, I'll try it. I was like eight, maybe seven, like sure. a young kid go on, get off vomit. Never been on a roller coaster. So oh no. It's just, I could not handle it. I stayed, I was next to my dad, stayed silent the whole time. And I just threw up right after the ride. And, and I have yet to be, this was again, I was eight. So this is over 12, 13 years ago. Haven't been on one since. <laughs> Can't do it. When we uh, when we're on the roller coasters, I like turn into Mike Gorman. Like we go down the drop, and I'm just like, "Whoa!" You know how he does that? Like when somebody does like a big dunk, like that's what I do when I go down the drop. I'm like, "Whoa!" <laughs> and I'm like kind of fearing for my life, but also enjoying it. Yeah. Um. We went on the the big tower at the very end of the day. You know oh, what I'm talking about? You go all the way up and you yeah. drop. Oh yeah. so, no 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 when we were in line. They are running two towers. There's one mm-hmm. tower that is going up very slow. And then you go all the way up and drop. Yeah. There's another tower. These are the same height. There's just yeah. three of them that you're at the bottom. Like you go up and like you're waiting and then it just shoots you up real fast. Like, yeah, like, like zero to 60, whatever it is. Like you go all the way up fast. And I was like, shit, like, I hope we don't get that one. And that's the one we got. Yeah. But in hindsight, definitely way better than going up slow because as soon as we left and got shot up, I was like, all right, like we're all right. We're good. We're good. We're good. There's no anticipation. The anticipation is at the very beginning when you're just sitting there. Yep. 
Oh man. I like that's one of my favorite rides, but no. I cannot do it without being anxious. Like yeah. Every single time I go on it, it is nerve-wracking. Wait, yeah, mine was like nerve-wracking, but I, it is probably my favorite one. Do you know what the one ride that looks like the worst to me? It's the slingshot one where you strap in, they just sling you up by two bungee cords. I would never you know do what I'm that. talking about? That one I'm never that, doing. That's a death trap. That looks horrendous. That's That's horrible. essentially what this felt like, though, is we went way up. Yo, no, we yo, yeah, yeah. Way back down fast. And then you had to go up. Then, then they bring you back up slow, and then they drop you again. Mm-hmm, that's awful. Yeah, no, you couldn't pay me money. That sounds horrible. Um, we should do a video where we go and like you I do will not. literally get paid for like I, every ride you do. Like we'll put I a will price absolutely on every single not. one. You couldn't pay me. I would not do it. I value my life. And in my okay. mind, I'm going to die. <laughs> so okay. I will not do it. It's like bungee jumping. You couldn't pay me enough money in the world to bungee jump. Are you kidding? No, I wouldn't want to do that. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? You, huh, let me just attach my life to a, a two centimeter wide piece of rubber. Maybe Corn. after a bad week. <laughs> All right. Before we get to the outro, you guys left us some rat lists in the comments. And so we're going to go take a look at those. If you are a new viewer on CLNS, make sure to check out uh, the comments. I was I don't know where I was going with that. Make sure to leave us a rat list in the comments is what I was trying to say. Uh, leave us some of your pet peeves, some things that have annoyed you. We'll read them on the podcast. And so I'm going to go through our comments here and we're going to scroll through. Uh, I'll move Matt the rat first. And we're going to share some of your guys' rat lists. Uh, I don't know exactly where they all are, but we'll we'll, we'll look for rat list stuff. Okay, do. Uh Joey Spatula, long time, <laughs> long time listener and viewer of the podcast, said ratless Jack's indigestion, uh, which I agree. I would. I also ratless this. Is, it's not fun. I don't enjoy it uh, as I get indigestion. So ratless that. There you go. Sean is ratlisting another commenter who, <laughs> sure, if you'd like to ratlist each other, you can. Um, he's not, Hostile he's, comments. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Uh, let's see. What else do I got? What else we got for rat list? Maybe there we should zoom a couple of them. That's what I'm saying. Should I search rat, search rat list? Uh, oh, in, in the top. Check. Get rid of the X that you haven't responded, just in case. Mm, you're good. Good call. Good call. Good call. Um, nice comment here. Thank you very much. Obviously, what if this rat is list. Good what if. people that get in their car in a busy parking <laughs> lot and then don't move for 15 minutes? That is a really good, good one. List. Especially like just you. You see the lights go on. And you're like, oh, okay, all right. We got a spot. It's See, close. I do this. Like I sit in my car for a minute, but not if it's busy. Like if it's busy, I'll leave. If it's like an empty parking lot, I'll, I'll chill. There I truly don't actually think about it, but I don't think I ever sit in my car that long yeah. in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Rattles and Justin, we saw this already. Uh, Randon, excuse me, Randon, combined Rattles with Landon. Landon, another longtime listener, received the highest number of hearts. Obviously, legend. People who are suddenly on your ass before they turn off onto a highway on-ramp, then give you the finger as if they're safely on the ramp. Thought about driving across the grass onto the ramp to drag them out of their car, but I've started meditating. <laughs> Shout out Landon. Yeah, definitely, definitely ratless. People don't know how to exit the highway. I saw a video on uh, TikTok of a cop um, sitting next to a highway exit and anybody who tried to get into the like skip the traffic and like get in right before the on ramp, he pulled them over. <laughs> he got them out of there. <clears throat> so uh, he was protecting the ratless. Any more ratless? Thank you to Uni for the kind comments. Another ratless symbol there. <clears throat> I'm looking to see if we. Oh my god! There's that long thread between those two guys beefing. <laughs> yeah, the Sean ratlisted uh, ill. So these guys are having Yo, beef go in our root comments. for another team. He said, <laughs> "Yeah, the stupidity." Also, the video. Yeah, yeah. They're they're mad at each other, and I don't even think that's the end. Yeah. It doesn't oh my even god. <clears throat> Wait more. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> they got uh very angry at each other. So there is that. 
Um, any more Rattlers that we missed? I think this might be all of the Rattlers we had. Uh, somebody getting mad at me for overvaluing Grant. Uh, oh, Rattlers the old time. dudes. We did these? Yep. <clears throat> you can't read. Yes, yes. I also said Sam picks up my calls. No, don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, leave us a Rattlers in the comments. <clears throat> make sure you tune in, and we will make sure to read them uh, on the next podcast. But anyways, thank you very much to all you guys for watching thank you to clns for bringing us on board uh if you're yes. watching on clns make sure to subscribe to the how about them celtics channel we post podcasts every sunday tuesday thursday you'll probably see them a day later on clns so if you want to be up to date make sure to subscribe to how about them celtics and you'll also get our daily uploads we upload 10 to 30 minute videos on a variety of topics every other day of the week uh today we uploaded one about kenneth farid and other free agents kenneth farid who we think would be a pretty good fit on the celtics uh yes. I, I think that'd be a good signing but Check that out. Subscribe to How About Themselves. Leave us five stars on Apple and Spotify if you're an audio listener or in general. And then leave us a comment. Leave us a rat list. Talk about Celtics, anything. We love reading the comments, whether you're on CLNS or over here at How About Themselves. It's my favorite part of the day. So say something down there. Say what's up. But thank you for watching. I'll let Sam wrap it up. Hey, thank you very much for watching or listening. If you're watching, you're on the YouTube, whether it's CLNS or How About Them Celtics. Make sure you subscribe. Leave a like. If you're on How About Them Celtics, hit the notification bell. So you didn't miss any of those daily uploads that we've been doing. Also, and leave a comment. Sorry. Leave your sorry, rap not, list. To, not to cut you off. It's not Celtics. It's Patriots, but it's big Patriots. Uh, I, I don't care. Signing Let me the wrap the show. I know you don't. It was a New England podcast. The Patriots did something. Give me a break. Whatever. Finish. Rat list, Jack, for interrupting me. For Fuck that. off. Um, If you're listening, you can find us on Apple and Spotify. You can follow us there. Leave a nice five-star review. Say some nice things about the pod. You can follow us on socials at How About Them C's, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. That's the handle. On Facebook, our page is just the name of the podcast. You can follow Jack on Twitter at Jack's Money B. You can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. That's it for us. Bye. Yes.